0: Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate how accountants must employ a holistic approach to help their clients maximise wealth. It's not just about preparing tax returns. So each week, Mina Abraham and I will discuss topics to help you better understand some of the things your holistic accountant can help you with. Okay, today Mina and I are going to talk about the main residence exemption and some of the rules that surround it. So uh, most people would be aware that uh, capital gains tax applies to you know any gain that you make and there's uh, certain exemptions to those capital gains tax rules and the main residence exemption is probably the most popular or most well known. Uh, And it says that if you're occupying a home for the period in which you occupy that home, uh, any capital gain is disregarded uh, from a taxation liability perspective. Uh, You can only have one main residence at any particular time. Uh, If you're changing over houses, you can have up to six months to claim uh, two main main residences. uh, But that's uh, the only exception there. Uh, and so, if you have a holiday home and a a, a normal sort of everyday sort of day to day home, uh, only one of those is going to be uh, capital gains tax free. Uh, and even if uh, you uh, spouses are living apart, they can still only nominate one property as a as a main residence. Um, so, I mean, let's uh, talk about some of the. Uh, I guess, uh, transactions or situations that happen in day-to-day life. So w- what's the difference when you go and buy a property versus uh, put, putting a tenant in it straight away versus you occupying it? Yeah. So basically, if you
1: if you um, put a tenant in it as soon as you purchase a property, um, your, your main residence exemptions actually uh, affected a great yep. amount. Um, So the way it works is uh, when you come to sell a property that was first leased after you purchased uh, the property, you actually have to pro rata the gain for the days that it was available for rent to the days that it was actually used as a main residence. Whereas if you've actually uh, lived in it for 6 to 12 months prior to to leasing out the property, you can actually still claim the the property as your main residence for up to 6 years should you have not nominated another property as your main residence. So that's the main difference between um, calculating whether you, you can claim the main residence from the, the onset or not. Say you do occupy the property straight after you um, uh, you purchase it, and you decide to convert it into an investment property, you can actually convert it uh, or have a period of up to six years, as I mentioned before, where you can still claim the main residence exemption if you haven't nominated another property. Yeah. Um, however, if you've nominated another property within that six-year timeframe. Um, you get an uplift of your cost base from the date that you've actually moved or made it an investment property. So, for example, if you've if you've purchased a property, you've converted it to your investment property uh, investment property three years down the track, yep. um you'll get a, a a market appraisal for what that property is worth at that point in time yep. when 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 it starts you know income producing, and that becomes your new uh, your new cost base. It's not your purchase price.
0: Yep, yep. So um, just to summarise, then, it's if if you uh, tenant the property immediately after buying it, uh, then it's apportioned by number of days uh, in which it's been investment property versus it's been a home. Uh, whereas if you occupy the property initially, it's when you first make that property available for let, uh, so you move out, it's the market value of the property at that time that becomes your cost base. Is that right? Okay. And the the six-year rule um, means that you can continue to claim a, a property as your main residence, even if it's got a tenant in it for up to six years. But what happens at, this, at the six-year point?
1: At six-year point, if you haven't sold the property or if you haven't gone back into the property, you yep. forfeit that, that exemption.
0: And if you go back into the property?
1: You can reset the six-year period for if you've lived in it for another six to 12 months.
0: Yep. Yeah, so obviously that rule exists really to help expats, you know, if you're going to go and uh, work overseas and and rent out your home uh, whilst you're out, out of Australia, you know, that, that rule is there. But it can be quite useful, can't it, from a, a tax planning uh, perspective? So what, what uh, evidence will the ATO look for? When you make a nomination, in fact, actually, before I get there, how do you nominate? Is there some sort of form or thing you need to do to nominate a particular property as your main residence?
1: No, there's no forms that you actually need to complete. Um, but in terms of the proof that you mentioned before, you need, yep. you know, you need to ensure you've got utility bills that have usage that show that you've been living in the property. So, you know, electricity, gas, the internet, phone, so forth, um, electoral roll. Uh, address is incredibly important as well. Um, you know where your mail goes to, so these are the main components that you know you, you need to use or need to prove to the HO that the property is your main residence.
0: So good record keeping, I think, is key here because sometimes uh, clients find out about these rules after the fact. Uh, and then they've got to you know work out what was the property worth 5 years ago or you know where where are my utility bills and you know no one keeps utility bills for 5 years of course so um so knowing about these rules and then having really good record keeping could be really valuable because it you know helps you uh, potentially minimize any capital gains tax liabilities but uh, of course every every situation is different as well so I think um, uh, there's not too many things in life that are tax-free and certainly owning your home is one of those. Uh, So you should try and protect it or maximise that as much as possible. Uh, And so we would suggest reaching out to your accountant to talk about uh, those matters because, as I said, every every situation is different. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. To find out more, please visit holisticaccountant.com.au.